one thing I realized, even as I work with people who are younger than me now, which kind of scares me a bit because it tells me that I'm getting old, but many of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year were from people who were a whole lot younger than me. No matter how old you are, there's always something new to learn from, from younger people, from less experienced people. Hi, this is Kiko Mabilog and you are listening to Workaholic, a podcast that helps professionals escape burnout and experience growth in their careers. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Workaholics, you are listening here to Kiko Mabilog. Welcome to this podcast called Workaholics, where we talk about how to escape burnout and experience growth in your careers. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you have been learning something uh, from the episodes that we've been doing. You know, we've been talking about uh, work happiness, engagement, work politics, how to become more effective at work, how to be more, become more productive. But I realized that I never actually gave you guys an update as to how we're doing. So I thought that, you know, before we jump into the conversation, I just let want to let you guys know that Workaholic officially has reached a thousand listens in I don't know what's it, what's it been like like a month or two. I'm I'm so proud of that. I know it's not you know the biggest statistic in the world, but I'm just so grateful. And I hope that those thousand listens, that those thousand listeners have picked up something of value that you have applied it into your work, and that it's actually fulfilled the objective that you hopefully are starting to escape burnout a bit more and more. And that you're experiencing growth because what's the point of this podcast really if we don't do that? So we've been really trying to find topics that will help you when it comes to work burnout, being more engaged at work, be more happy what, about what you do. So if you have any, any at all, just let me know. If you have any topics, any questions, please do send them my way because I want to talk about things that really matter to you. And this this topic, this uh episode that we're going to do or the next couple of episodes we're going to do actually came from a question that uh, I got from a friend and I thought that I would I would actually address it and this topic that we're going to talk about is about work conflicts that's right work conflicts and I can just imagine just I just had chills when I said those words because to be honest we don't like the idea of work conflict we live in a time where work politics is the norm but the truth of the matter is, if you we hear the word work politics, it even sends more chills down your spine because it, it it's just not such a, a nice thing to have in the office place. We don't enjoy it. And many times, it's what actually causes so much toxicity, so much um, resentment in the workplace. It's what takes out the joy out of work. And that's why I wanted to really discuss this because it's really important for us to understand what work conflict does to us and how we're actually supposed to supposed to chase after work conflicts i don't want to get ahead of myself but really i if, if there's a title to this uh, set this set of episodes that i want to do it's the importance of healthy work conflicts and this episode really or this series of episodes actually we're going to do three weeks of this comes from a lot of the teachings of patrick lanchoni who's been one of the biggest influences for me. As many of you know, I work in people management, people development. I work as a chief people officer for a company called Team Positive Incorporated. Uh, I run a small agency with my wife, Says Blocked and Creative Strategy, where we provide not just business strategy, but even people strategy, more specifically for 
virtual companies or companies that want to adopt either a fully remote or a hybrid workforce. And one of the things that we've really been trying to zero on is helping companies to have better conflicts. And in the years that I've been working with companies from different industries, in, in hotel industry, in BPOs, and um, you know startups to large corporations, I've seen work conflicts of different shapes and sizes. And no matter what shape or size it was, it, it that those conflicts or the lack thereof anyways was actually causing so much stress at work, not just for the employees, but for the company as a whole. Did you know that companies that do not have healthy conflict actually have a tendency to earn less than companies that do? And there are so many studies that, that go to that. I'll probably provide some in, in the next couple of days here. But there's just so much evidence that shows that having good conflict, having good, I mean, just want to highlight that word, good conflict, is really important. Because there's this big misconception going around that all conflict is bad. That to speak up to your boss, to open up to your workmate, to say your piece, to actually be honest, is actually a bad thing in the workplace. And that causes what, again, just this thought of work politics. I am so anti-work politics. I hate the idea of work politics. Uh, I try as much as possible in the companies that I lead and the... And the and the clients that we serve, that as much as possible, let's we try to quash any form of politics whatsoever. Because to be honest, that's just my personality. I'm a very straightforward guy. And growing up in a in a culture in a home where we were always honest with each other, that was a virtue. And but to be honest, I mean, I wasn't all that was not always uh, a good thing. And we'll probably talk about that a bit more in the second part of this episode. But really, what I want to focus on and zero on is. The importance of understanding that not all conflict is bad. And that might be very countercultural and might be very different from what you've thought about work, especially if you've been working for not, not for a very long time. And in the Filipino culture, kasi, when we grow up, there's this there's this uh this tradition or there's this culture that we have in the Filipino home where we're not supposed to talk up to our our elders. I don't know if you've experienced that, but I know a lot of people who bring that up. The other week I was in this uh in this talk with Gen Zers where that was a very common chorus that there were so many Gen Zers who are in the workplace and they were too afraid to talk to their managers about certain issues. And it uh it caused a lot of stress on them and it actually had a lot of you know it caused a lot of problems in their teams in their departments uh you know listening to these stories of these people who had better ideas but they did not bring it up because you're not supposed to talk to your elders and and that actually came from their home because their parents told them you're not supposed to answer me you're just supposed to nod your head and say yes which is again it's a very toxic culture and it's a it's a very wrong culture to be honest because uh one thing I realized, even as I work with people who are younger than me now, which kind of scares me a bit because it tells me that I'm getting old, but many of the biggest lessons that I've learned this year were from people who were a whole lot younger than me. Actually, to be honest, when I, as, as I, I look back at it, as a parent, there are so many lessons that my daughter has taught me. And it's this realization kasi na 
no matter how old you are, there's always something new to learn from from younger people, from less experienced people. But again, all of this this kind of mindset, what what it has done is that it has caused us this to think that talking up to managers, specifically to managers and to people who are our direct supervisors or even beyond the direct supervisors, is a big no-no. Or sometimes about this one. Sometimes even just talking to someone who is our our colleague, ang level natin. I mean, pe- people who are in the same uh, you know work level as we are, job level that we are, uh, someone that you work with, collaborate with. If you think about it this way, no, I mean, remember the times when you were in school and you had group projects. If you are the overachiever, a group project was a very very bad piece of news for you. Because what it meant is that there were going to be classmates who were going to feed off you and, you know, leech off your work. And they would just, you know, not show up for the meetings. They would not contribute anything. And they would just get a grade. And if you've ever experienced that, you, you know how terrible that feels. And you don't, you don't really say anything because you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want that classmate to feel bad about you. You don't want your classmates to think that you're a tattletale, na KJ ka, or you're trying to bring people down. Again, there's just this, this culture where conflict is bad. Conflict is bad. This thought that conflict is bad. But conflict actually has so many benefits, my friends. If you really understand conflict and if you master conflict, if you use conflict to your advantage, it can bring so many wonderful things to the workplace. Now, I want to talk about three benefits of work conflict that we can enjoy if we get conflict right, if we get conflict right. The three benefits, number one is that conflict can help sharpen ideas. Secondly is that conflict can build relationships. And last but not the least, conflict can help reveal character. Let's go through each one one by one. The first benefit that we get is that conflict can help sharpen your ideas. You know, many of the best ideas that we have are ideas that are born out of conflict. See, conflict is an opportunity for us to sharpen, to test our ideas. It's a stress test. If uh, you've worked in technology, then you'll hear of the word beta test. Uh, or even if you haven't worked in technology, I'm sure that you're pretty familiar w- with the concept. If you're not, then beta test basically, it's, it's a stress test before you really put a product out in the market and say that this is our product. You put it in beta format first. Think of it as a soft launch where you can make all the mistakes that you want and no one will judge you for it. Now, conflict, especially in the context of a meeting, a brainstorming meeting, conflict is the best way for you to soft launch your ideas, to test it out You know, in an environment where you're supposed to be with people you trust most, your colleagues, your coworkers, your, your leaders. And if we don't test the ideas and we bring it to the public right away, if we bring it to the church right away, if we bring it to our customers right away, if you bring it to uh, investors right away, then how many of you understand that you're actually putting yourself in a very risky situation? Because you did not test the idea. So how do you know if the idea is good or not? If you don't allow conflict in the meeting. Alamo, sometimes think of it this way. If you have false harmony in the team and someone says, what if we try this campaign? And three out of five, Let's say, for example, you're a team of five. Three out of five people think it's a bad idea. And they've actually, they've actually tried it before and they've experienced before and it did not work. And instead of saying something about it, they just keep quiet and say, Sige, try natin. Hindi natin alam. Ito is, alam nila. 
But the thing is, they they didn't want to say anything because they didn't want to create conflict. They didn't want to rock the boat. Now, in a situation like that, you need to realize that you're actually doing your colleague a big disservice because you're setting that person up for failure. You know, I realized that very early on and I'm so grateful that I realized that because you know, the people who have disagreed with me later on, I was so thankful for them because they actually saved me from a lot of humiliation, a lot of failure, a lot of mistakes, a lot of you know, big headaches because they challenged my idea. And sometimes we don't like that thought because we think that you know, if someone asks for a revision on your, ide- on your project or your graphics, if they don't agree with your, your judgment on certain calls, we see it as a threat. But see, many times when people have good conflict with you, and we'll talk about that more in the future, the importance of good conflict. But if you have good conflict, if, it's, if it's, it comes from a good place, if there's an, it's a good intention behind it, that that conflict is given, it, it, it happens not because someone is attacking you, but someone's protecting you. They're sharpening your ideas. They're, they're not saying that let's not do that idea. Many times actually when people shoot down your ideas, quote unquote, air quotes, uh, if they shoot down your ideas, they're not really shooting down your ideas. They're just saying, let's go back to the drawing board and make it better. And if you're here and you're saying that uh, my company doesn't have that culture, then hopefully let's try to build that culture. And instead of shooting down ideas, what we're just saying is that let's, let's bring it back to the drawing board. Let's make it better. Because conflict is a great way for you to sharpen your ideas. Secondly, conflict is a great way for you to build relationships. Now, what do I mean by that? We like to think about relationships as harmonious things. But to be completely honest, some of the best relationships that you have are, look back really quickly, and I hope that you agree with me with this, many of your best uh, relationships are those that have conflicts and that go through turbulent times uh one good example that i throw out there is my relationship with my wife says uh we don't fight to be honest she's the one who fights me i just keep quiet and i just nod (laughs) no but kidding aside i mean like any other relationship we've had times of extreme conflict there were times where we would be up in the until the midnight just talking about you know certain things that had to be addressed it was actually a time before when we had my sister-in-law over and it just so happened that that night had to be finance night and she was in the living room we were in the dining room we were discussing finances and our conversation was getting a bit heated a bit a bit passionate we weren't fighting we were just discussing passionately we were not really fighting it's just the way that we talk we were very i mean our voices were a bit high we were challenging each other's ideas but we were enjoying it because we were being very careful about where our money was going to go. And my, my sister-in-law told my, my wife, says later on that she thought that we were having a fight. And it was so funny to me because I realized that many relationships today don't have that kind of healthy conflict where the husband or the wife, the spouse just goes on and spends money. And then, you know, it all goes out down, it, it, it disappears. And no one says anything. There's a lot of grumbling, there's a lot of backtalk, but there's really no confrontation. And it's, it's not healthy. It actually destroys the relationship. That's why I realized that conflict, good conflict, conflict with, 
with the right parameters can help build your relationship. And that applies in the workplace as well. Looking back at my relationship with Jinky, uh, who is my who has been my leader, my boss in some level for so many years now. There were so many times that we had a lot of conflict. And I was not always the best at it. I was in many times very disrespectful. Uh, looking back, I could have said things a, let, a little bit better. I could have challenged the idea a bit better. But now looking back, those moments of conflict, I, I don't really regret the, the moments of conflict. There was one time I almost got fired. And Jinky, if you're listening to this, you probably remember this. But there was actually a time I was about really, really close to getting fired from the company because of the level of conflict that we had. But... No, just but when we when you know heads cooled down and we we took the time to be vulnerable to one another, we actually ended up being a whole lot more trusting towards each other after that conflict that we had, because conflicts can build relationships if done the right way, if done the right way. So conflicts can sharpen your ideas. They can build relationships. Lastly, conflicts are a great way for us to reveal character. Note that I say reveal, not, not build character because conflict is a good way to reveal character. Not always to build one, but it, at least it, it gives you an idea where you are. And I've had so many scenarios. I mean, I can just go on with stories where uh, conflict revealed you know, the problems in my character, especially when I was you know, pretty young and pretty passionate. And uh, that's, that's, that's an important part of growing. It's an important part of growing. We can't, we can't you know, get a good glimpse of where we are. Because the thing is, tayo kasi we, as, as, you know, as human beings, we're, we can be so blind sometimes to our, our character issues, character flaws. And I can attest to that because I, there were so many times. And until today, there are still times that I, I, don't, I don't realize that you know, there was a character problem on, on my part. But the conflict helped point those things out. And I'm so grateful for, for colleagues, for co-workers, for co-leaders, even for sometimes people who work under me who would call me out on bad character because it helped me improve. And I hope that the people who I've called out for bad character are also grateful. I don't know if they are, but it's, it's such a big benefit. It's such a big benefit. It makes us so much better in the workplace. It helps us to, uh, to adjust. It helps us to grow. It helps us to jive as a team, to collaborate better. And that cannot be possible if there's no conflict. So that's just the first part. We have so much more to talk about the next couple of weeks. I know I mentioned a lot of times uh, the importance of having good conflict, but I've not talked about that. I'm actually going to talk about it next week. So I hope that you stick around, subscribe to this podcast. If you want to listen to that, uh, we release our episodes every Monday at 7 o'clock in the morning. So next Monday... If you're listening to this fresh, then that's going to come out. And I hope that you listen to that as we talk about conflict a bit more and how to really have good work conflict in a way that will bring these three benefits. Sharpening ideas, building relationships, and revealing character. Thank you so much. My name is Kiko Mabilog. You are listening to Workaholic, a podcast that helps professionals escape burnout and experience growth in their careers. I'll see you next week.